This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, President Biden has nominated a new Commandant of the Marine Corps. We have the latest trust numbers in a survey about federal employees. And the price of a stamp is going up again. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Thursday, June 1st, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. DOD employees have complained for years about the defense travel system. That's the platform they use to book airline tickets and claim travel reimbursements. But it looks like they're stuck with it for the foreseeable future. After five years and tens of millions of dollars in spending, the Pentagon is canceling the program that was supposed to replace DTS. That system was called My Travel, and it was started under a nearly $400 million contract with SAP Concur just two years ago. DOD says the system will stop working in September. The department has not explained the reasons for the cancellation. General Eric Smith has been tapped to be the next Commandant of the Marine Corps. President Joe Biden nominated Smith to replace General David Berger, who is retiring this summer after being in the role since 2019. Smith has been the Assistant Commandant since 2021. During his 36-year career, Smith also has led the Marine Corps Combat Development Command and oversaw efforts to make the Marines lighter and more mobile. He developed the strategy called Force Design 2030, as well as the Talent Management 2030 Recruiting and Retention Strategy. The Postal Service is clear to raise mail rates later this summer after getting the go-ahead from its regulator. The Postal Regulatory Commission is approving a USPS request to raise the price of a first-class stamp from 63 to 66 cents on July 9th. That marks the second rate hike of its kind this year. USPS raised the price of a first-class stamp from 60 to 63 cents in January. Career civil servants could be the key to improving trust in government. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman explains why. Only about one-third of Americans say they trust the federal government, and just 20% of people think the government is transparent and listens to the public. But a survey from the Partnership for Public Service shows that the perception of federal employees themselves is much more positive. More than half of the survey respondents said they thought federal employees are competent, hardworking, and doing public service. The partnership says calling more attention to the work of civil servants could increase the public's trust in government overall. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. Another military service is ready to add more capabilities to its cloud platform. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us more. The Army joins the Air Force in taking initial steps to expand the number of services provided through its enterprise cloud platform. The Army issued four requests for information over the last few weeks to bring more services to its Army Enterprise Cloud Management Agency, or ECMA. One RFI is to manage cloud resellers. Another RFI is to focus on expertise, training, and application of cloud FinOps. A third request is for developing a DevSecOps platform. And the fourth RFI is asking for feedback on services for managing cloud software. Responses to the RFIs are due between early and mid-June. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Department of Homeland Security wants to move away from so-called Big Bang IT modernization projects. 
Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the details. DHS Chief Information Officer Eric Heisen says the department is done with major multi-year technology programs run by large system integrators. Heisen testified before the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee on Wednesday. One of the results of that Big Bang approach with single system integrators was that every IT system would build everything from the ground up. Instead, Heisen says DHS is shifting to enterprise services and agile iterative technology developments. DHS plans to release an updated IT strategic plan with its major modernization priorities later this year. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Federal Secure Cloud Advisory Committee is considering six broad areas for how to improve the FedRAMP program. Before its first ever meeting on May 25th, the Office of Management and Budget gave the public and private sector experts a discussion white paper outlining questions and challenges to the 13-year-old security initiative. Among the areas OMB wants committee feedback are around governance and authorizations of cloud service providers. This includes seven questions about how the new FedRAMP board should operate to increase the number of cloud services. Additionally, the committee is reviewing how to apply more automation to FedRAMP, as well as the use of continuous monitoring. One agency is cutting down on the time the public has to spend filling out paperwork. The Department of Homeland Security says it's reduced the time the public needs to access DHS services by 20 million hours annually. DHS simplified online paperwork processes, pre-populated online forms when appropriate, and made more forms available online, such as applications for the Transportation Worker Identification Credential Program. The public interacts with DHS more than any other federal agency, and the department says it's committed to making further customer experience improvements. The Department of Health and Human Services deployed over 45 disaster response personnel to Guam to help in the aftermath of Typhoon Mawar. The personnel are from the National Disaster Medical System, Health and Medical Task Force, and Incident Management Team. The NDMS and IMT personnel are working with FEMA, territorial health authorities, and emergency response officials to address health impacts of the typhoon. They're also determining if further federal public health and medical resources are needed. HHS also has a disaster distress helpline providing counseling to those affected by Typhoon Mawar. The typhoon hit the island on May 24th. President Joe Biden's pick for second-in-command of the Department of Veterans Affairs is looking to get the rollout of an electronic health record rolling again. Tanya Bradshaw is the VA Deputy Secretary nominee. She said a recently renegotiated contract with vendor Oracle Cerner gives VA the tools it needs to get the EHR's troubled rollout back on track. But Bradshaw said the VA needs to do more with feedback from VA clinicians who are frustrated with the new EHR's outages and usability challenges. If confirmed, Bradshaw said she would also focus on getting more veterans to enroll in VA care and benefits under the Toxic Exposure Pact Act signed into law last summer. A government-wide training program for managing hybrid employees, agency guidance on the future of work, and a new talent pool option on USA Jobs to facilitate agencies' shared hiring. These are just some of the latest efforts from the Biden administration, which has been chipping away at the goals of the president's management agenda, or PMA. 
and more is still coming up for the PMA. For one, the Office of Personnel Management is now developing a way to track pooled hiring opportunities, as well as track employees who ended up getting an offer from shared job announcements. OPM's plans are part of the first priority of the PMA, strengthening and empowering the federal workforce. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Thursday, June 1st, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian.